0: kosher agencies certifying food were the first to come out formally of any religion and say, those folks who need medical marijuana shouldn't feel ashamed or embarrassed by going out and finding it. And they were first to come out and say, here's where you can go find marijuana for these uses for medical reasons. And here's places to go and do it. And by the way, it's kosher. So you go.
1: Hi, and welcome to The Big Shmear, the podcast celebrating Jewish food, culture, and history. I'm your host, Beth Schenker, and happy 2020 to everybody. I'm so glad you're along for the food journey with me. I've got lots of interesting guests and topics coming to the podcast this next year. I wanted to start off this new decade with an episode that would catch your attention. So I'm here with my favorite guest, Chef Laura Frankel, and we're going to talk about Jewish food and marijuana, because what other way is there to start out 2020? (laughs) Hi, Laura. Welcome. Hi,
0: Beth. How are you?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how things go here. Yeah,
0: well, it's Illinois, and it's uh, tw- almost 2020 here. I so, know.
1: Uh, yeah. We've got some exciting stuff coming up here, as in many other states, which we're kind of, I don't know, we're sort of, uh, Illinois is sort of in the middle of all those states that have already come on board, and still there's yet to, more to come. Um, I just want to say, for, for those of you not yet familiar with Laura Frankel, she's going to say a few words about herself, but also I'll, I'll suggest that you check out some of my past episodes. I think my favorite is actually the very first one we did, which was the first episode of The Big Schmear," because we were laughing like crazy. It was very fun, um, and I have a feeling we might wind up doing that today too, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Without any extra uh, additives? No, we don't need anything. We don't need any of that. So Laura, would you want to just say a few words about yourself and then we'll we'll get going?
0: Yeah, so I'm a chef and I love cooking food and I love cooking Jewish food and I tend to look at everything with kind of two lenses on my eyes. One is the food lens. I look at food differently than I think most people do and then I look at it Jewishly. And try and uh, reimagine classic food, classic Jewish food. I I rarely keep anything the same twice. Um, I love cooking. I've worked for Wolfgang Puck. I've owned three restaurants. I've written books. Uh, I'm working on more, and I'm never stopping my culinary journey. I just love it, and it's exciting. It's always fun to talk about
1: food. And talk about
0: food all day long.
1: And it's always fun to talk to you about food because that enthusiasm is um, contagious. Thank you. So. To be, uh, to be frank, Laura was the one who came up with this idea for this episode, and I, of course, thought it was a great idea. I was curious about it, curious about the Jewish connection to marijuana. And so I think I'll start by just asking you how this came up on your radar screen, and why, what's so interesting to you about this? Well, what I think is interesting about it is that, again,
0: I look through my eyes Jewishly, and I know that there's the obvious medical marijuana reasons for it out there. Sometimes, God forbid any of us any of us ever need something that helps with nausea or with chemotherapy or any kind of illnesses that that you're going through. and and increasingly marijuana seems to be something that people turn to and it helps. Um, I know people who have children who have seizures and and disorders are using, um CBD oil and marijuana oils and and THC and stuff in ways to help their kids calm their seizures, so this was interesting to me, and I have to say, as someone who's always done professional food kosher food um, always with you know under supervision of a rabbinic authority, I want to say that the kosher agencies certifying food were the first to come out formally of any religion and say those folks who need medical marijuana shouldn't feel ashamed or embarrassed by going out and finding it and they were first to come out and say here's where you can go find marijuana for these uses for medical reasons and here's places to go and do it and by the way it's kosher so you go and i thought that was interesting and and fascinating and then here we are in illinois and illinois suddenly is coming up with dis- recreational use and dispensaries and i thought well that's interesting and then I was thinking about it. Well, can I imagine some of my friends like, you know, doing a lechayim with, uh, with uh, an edible or with a cookie, a brownie or some of the new canned beverages that are going to be coming out in Illinois? Um, and I thought that was interesting. It, would people start doing that? And then I, I recently catered an event that was a Scotch night. Mm. Um, and who doesn't love shots of scotch and sipping and whatever scotch. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And then I was thinking about looking, I looked at it through the eyes of some young people and my own kids who are millennials and like, well, maybe they wouldn't drink scotch, but maybe they would use marijuana as a lechayim instead for them, that would be their version of a lechayim. So I thought it was interesting. And the more I dug around and found that there have been uses of it. And I started, quote unquote, stirring the pot (laughs) and started thinking about it. And I thought that this is interesting. Here we are on the cusp of something that, you know, has probably been decades in coming, at least to to most states in the country. And here we are. So I'm putting my Jewish lens on. And trying to see if it's possible to look at this Jewishly and to say, you know, how how could this how could this work or not work? And maybe there is no answer, but I thought it was interesting.
1: It's a it's good for a conversation starter, right? Exactly, and I think a lot of people will be talking about it in the in the months to come. Uh, so you just said a lot of stuff, and um, all <laughs> really interesting, great for conversation. And so let me ask you a couple of little questions uh, and make a couple of comments. So I do know that there are companies out there that are Jewish companies that have the Heckscher, that have products for sale, that are all related to uh, medical uses of marijuana. So that really backs up exactly what you've been saying, that it's out there and has been for a while. These organizations and um, services didn't just pop up overnight. I wonder if you could maybe just... So give me a little backstory and tell me what you mean by a l'chaim moment. And let's talk about that maybe a little bit more. I wonder if you've been in any... If you've heard any conversations, been part of any conversations about that yet, either amongst clergy or amongst congregational members talking about it.
0: Yeah, I think that... um... That there is a lot of, I uh, hate to use the word buzz, but I will,
1: <laughs> going on
0: about it, that um, it, that people who don't drink alcohol for whatever reasons, whether it be uh, an addiction issue or or they don't enjoy it or whatever, or they don't think it's good for them, that instead their way of you know giving a la a to life moment or celebrating a moment or whatever is to instead do it with with marijuana. And I know that that's fairly common, and it's not necessarily talked about yet, but I think more so increasingly, and it's, and it's people you and I know, and it's young people and, oh my and older God. people. <laughs> I know, I know, right? Um, and I think that with these dispensaries popping up, and in typically what we would consider Jewish areas, one right here in Skokie, coming soon. And all along the North Shore, and in Chicago, and all these areas and stuff, it's going. It's just everywhere. And so I was um, visiting one of my kids in California, and just for fun, went into a dispensary just to see what it was like. Because I knew you and I were going to be talking. <laughs> and you were doing your homework. I was doing my homework. Um, and looking around and, and flipping over packages to see how many of them had a kosher symbol on them. And sure enough, there is
1: some out oh, there. Oh, really? So, like what kind of products?
0: Uh, well, typically not necessarily the edibles but the oils and the raw product itself. And so I looked up what the raw product itself, the, or the the cannabis itself, mm-hmm. would be to require to be have a symbol on it. And it turns out that the symbol isn't really even necessary, because right. marijuana itself is simply- An herb, right? Yeah, it's an herb. And the only thing that it need to be looked for if you're going to eat it is that it wouldn't have bugs. So that actually prompted another question in my mind then that the fact is that if it can't have bugs on it and that that's even posed out there means that you would consider eating it and that right. it can be cooked. So then I started poking around and thinking more about it, thinking like, well, this is something that's really going on out there and people are Infusing it using their instant pots and their (laughs) whatever slow cookers and stuff. That it's not just it's not just for cholent anymore, folks. Now it's for (laughs) for marijuana. So there's a lot of
1: it out there, and I feel like that that's something that's gonna really pop up a lot. So interesting. Um, And so as you said, if you're just smoking pot, there's no need to worry about being kosher or not because it's not an issue. It's only when you're talking about eating um, a product with with marijuana in it. So, so here's a silly question, because it's not legal yet in Chicago uh, or in Illinois, and that is, do you think that you're going to be cooking more with it? Um, because of, I mean, client requests? Or, like, do you see it affecting your work personally?
0: I think that's that would be fascinating, and, and I would think it would be hysterical if somebody would said, and we want to do an all-cannabis menu. <laughs> I think that would be hysterical. <laughs> and how do you pair it with wine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or should you? I don't know. I, know. I don't know. I don't know if it'll affect... You know, I can't even say if it won't because I feel like there's more and more recipes coming out. Um, I talked with someone that I, I do some professional baking with and we talked about mandel bread and infusing butter with it. Ooh. And we talked about some fun names for the mono bread.
1: <laughs> can you share <laughs> any?
0: Not yet, but we will. Um, so we were, we were talking about it, and I, we feel like a lot of these products would sell. And that, again, I do know that there is some folks who use it medically, um, and just this is just another way of, of using it. Right. So is, is, is to put it into food.
1: Yeah, um, which sounds like – I mean, I can remember – when I was much younger and doing that and um, having some very unusual circumstances present themselves because there was no, I don't even know how you would do this now, but there was no, like, there was no measurement. They didn't say, you know, five cups of pot well, you'd want to put in your brownies because for one thing, you couldn't regulate the potency of the pot. There was no way to, re- there were no standards. Plus nobody was really giving you recipes for that back then either. So I'm guessing now there are some standards about that. So, and that's interesting. That's the part where it comes into
0: play, whether the rabbis say thumbs up or thumbs down on eating marijuana. And that is that there is this law in Kashrut that you you would not be in public when you're stoned or overly drunk or Mm -hmm. anything like that. And with marijuana, it's kind of an unknown. You know, most of us know when we drink a glass of wine or, you know... A, how it's a going vodka. to affect us. Right, how yeah. it's going to affect us. But eating a uh, a marijuana matzo ball or a kanesh <laughs> or something, you might not know. It would take right. some some sort of experimenting. So what they've done with, with cooking with marijuana, it's now become very scientific, is that they've come up with standards and how much... THC can be extracted from the cannabis and infused into some kind of an oil, either usually olive oil or for cooking purposes or butter, or I kind of did a fun spin on it with schmaltz in a recipe that I wrote. So you can play with that. And once you know how much goes into that, then you know how much of that fat you use. Um, And obviously it's some personal you know, uh, your own body chemistry right. and how it's going to affect you. So you do have some experimenting with it. So you might not eat like the biggest matzo ball your first time around, um, you <laughs> might eat a smaller one, but I think that's where it comes into play. Whether it's what's called or whether it's permitted or not is because of, we don't know how it's going to, how it's going to affect people yet. And I think it's so new and that's, what's so fascinating about it. Looking at it Jewishly, because I think it's so wide open and now with the states legalizing it, I, I think that it's interesting.
1: I just had this in my mind very funny picture of a bar mitzvah, and and one of the dishes <laughs> is matzo ball soup, and everybody, including grandma, and you know, <laughs> and the babies, and all everybody's oh. had some matzah balls, yeah. and it's like. That's a whole different kind of party. That's a different kind of party.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I think obviously, you know, that with the state and like alcohol and stuff, you want to make sure everyone's of age but and responsible and that you're, you're doing this responsibly. I just think that the question is, is, is for people who, who get their kicks in ways other than taking a shot of scotch or whatever, that, that this is something to talk about Jewishly. And sitting around the Shabbos table is, are we going to all raise a glass of wine this Mm -hmm. year, next year, or in the future, are we going to be doing it differently? Interesting. Yeah.
1: And so I saw already that, I mean, we talked about having you share some recipes and you are going to share a matzo ball recipe. And I looked it over just ever so quickly before we met. And I noticed that there are very specific instructions in, for the whole recipe, but in regard to the cannabis, there are, and it's sort of what you touched on now, but I wonder if you can, can you talk about that at all? Right. So you have to go, you have to put the cannabis through this process
0: where you kind of cook it to activate the THC and that activates the psychotropic parts of the, of the cannabis. So you can't just kind of just willy nilly throw it in your, in your matzo ball mix. So you activate it with heat And that can be done in an oven. It can be done in a slow cooker. It can be done in any manner you want. It just has to be controlled. You don't want it to get over like 240 degrees. So you do that for about 30 minutes, and it just becomes sort of – to use that word another word toasted (laughs) (laughs) you toast it a little bit and then you can go ahead and cook it and use it to infuse into your fat so the fat is where it gets infused it kind of binds to the fat molecules Hmm. so it's either with some kind of fat olive oil butter schmaltz whatever your your Uh thing is and then once you have that then you can now bake with it and typically um it's like one tablespoon would have the 10 milligrams of the THC in it, which would be considered, quote unquote, a dose. So,
1: uh, 10 milligrams of the actual leaf leaves,
0: leaves. Well, the THC that's extracted from it.
1: And how do you do that?
0: Well, that's, yeah, <laughs> <And then laughs> that's the part of it. So the, the recommendation is everyone do their homework. Before you try this, don't try, you know, this yeah. is one of those, do try this at home, but try it carefully. Yeah. Do your own homework. And there's, there's so many resources out there that are good for people to look at. And I think that for medical uses and stuff, there's already, um, they have it pre-measured so right. that people know
1: how much they're, they're getting. So that takes the, um, that, that keeps the safety valve on in yes. a way. And so from your point of view as a chef, are there, um, and we are going to share your, um, what, what did you call them again? Pots your... balls. Pots balls. <laughs> so we will have chicken soup and pots ball recipe on the website. And I do encourage you to check it out. Even if you're in a state where pot is illegal, I'm not going to suggest you do that. But it's just interesting to take a look at it and kind of see what's out there.
0: Yeah, it's a changing world and to stay relevant I think is so interesting and important and that Judaism stays relevant. That rabbis came out almost ten or twelve years ago and said, Yes, you can use it for medical uses and stuff, and that was before people were really acknowledging it, and that there was no shame or embarrassment for the need for it. I find that I find that just comforting in a in a way, but also just so current and on point that that they came out and and very large organizations like the OU came
1: out and said that and I think that's fascinating. That, well that's uh, yeah it's a very positive thing. So are there any recipes that, or are there any kind of food prep that you're thinking about for the future that you're going to experiment with? Well,
0: I suppose I'll try and play with it. I think I, I you know wanted to be one of the first chefs to come out with ways of making stuff gluten-free and to try Mm -hmm. and stay on those trends. So definitely I'll be playing with this a little bit more and definitely baking is my go-to. I love to bake (laughs) and And get baked. I mean, no, I mean, bake. (laughs) not really.
1: Is there anything else that you want to say about it that I've kind of forgotten or that I haven't touched on anything else that comes to mind about the topic? Not really. Just that it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, And I think the fact that we are, as you say, it's like this, so it's the start of the new year, start of a new decade.
0: It's a new, it's a, it's a new beginning for something that's old and has been around forever. And we all grew up, you know, when it was taboo. And I think that it's just something fascinating as we start this, this new decade. And not every rabbi is going to agree with it and not and I don't think there's any one right answer but I think people are going to make their own decisions about what they're going to do and I think to put it out there at the kitchen table with your families with your kids and to talk about it cuz certainly it's everywhere it's in the religious communities it's in the non-religious communities it's it's going to be talked about and now that it's going to be literally on the on the you know, in the shopping malls yeah, and in yeah. the and in your local strip area, mall areas, I think it's fascinating. And is there a way to do this Jewishly, and is there a way to do it safely within the confines of your home and to to just get it out there and talk about it?
1: Well, I think it's a it's a great this is a great way to start that conversation for people, and I'm looking forward to once it's legal, try <laughs> the possible recipe because that sounds great. I love the infused oil idea though. That's like, that can go anywhere. Right, exactly. And if you use butter, right. I mean, you can just play with that whole like butter
0: thing and with like sea salt and caramels and butter. And I think that would be my first place to go is making homemade caramels. And I love making caramel anyways, but now to try it with THC and then to infuse flavors in it and stuff, I think it would be fun and
1: yeah. interesting. Oh, definitely. Wow, a whole different Shabbat at your house. Yeah, (laughs) stay tuned. Well, invite me, please. (laughs) So I just want to add a few things that there are, as I mentioned earlier, there are a lot of organizations around the country that have products, have information and support for you in regard to cannabis. And one of them is the International Jewish Cannabis Association. Um, And if you're wanting to look that up, the website is the... IJCA.org Oh, with a uh, number sign and yeah, I think the best way is to just search the International Jewish Cannabis <laughs> Association because the link is a little odd and I'm sure you'll find that. So, Laura, this was great fun. It was always a lot of fun. I love chatting with you. We always come up with new stuff and new ways to think about food and, and the Jewish connection to it and that's what makes talking to you so fun and And I think it's one of those things that makes the podcast really interesting.
0: Thank you. And uh, l'chaim.
1: L'chaim to you, too. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Big Shmear. Our recording and mix engineer is Steve Robinson. The Big Shmear theme music is performed by Cavatino Duo from their CD entitled Sephardic Journey on the CD record label. If you like The Big Schmear, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you have comments or questions, I'd love to hear from you. Please email me at beth at And be sure to check out my website, thebigschmear.com to find recipes shared by my guests, including the one we talked about earlier today. I'm Beth Schenker, the host of The Big Schmear. Thank you for listening, and happy eating in 2020.